It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host media member and founder of BricktownBuckets.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O-Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O-Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Get 20% off your next order. We're going to talk about the G League finally creating a bubble and having some plan for this season. We're also going to preview the Utah Jazz game, what to watch for, keys of the game, bet of the game, and so much more. On today's show, Locked on Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. If you missed the Hornets game recap podcast, go back and listen to it. It came out over the weekend. Uh, You can check that out as soon as each game is over. We will have a post-game podcast. But the NBA G League announced this plan for a bubble, and this has been rumored for a long, long time. Uh, It makes the most sense to have the G League just play in a bubble and not try to do what the NBA is attempting right now and what the other sports are doing that aren't playing in a bubble anymore. And it makes so much sense for this to happen. Now, there's going to be 17 G League teams as well as the NBA G League Ignite team to make it 18 total teams playing in this bubble. If you do not know, the G League Ignite team is the team full of just all these first round talents uh, mixed in some veterans as well. But all these first round talents like Jalen Green, Jonathan Kaminga, and so many more. And that'll be a huge thing for Oklahoma City, right? Because this season is about draft picks and it's about bettering your future. And it's about how deep this draft class is. And to get an up-close look at Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga and all these guys going up against legitimate NBA talent 
will be a big deal. Now, the Oklahoma City Blue are expected to take part in this. Nothing's official just yet, but everyone assumes the Oklahoma City Blue will opt in. The writing has been on the wall for a while, uh, and so we're just counting down the days until they officially take part and officially opt in to this season. But everyone who has followed the NBA G League closely knows and expects that the Blue will be a part of this bubble format. The tentative schedule is a start date of February 8th. I'm not quite sure where it's going to be at. I want to say it's Atlanta, but do not hold me to that. I, I, I just want to say it's Atlanta for some reason, but I'm not quite 100% sure. Uh, but again, February 8th start date. Uh, the teams will quarantine beforehand. They'll go into the bubble uh, just like they did at, did at Disney World. These teams, once they get there, they're going to play a minimum of 12 games. So you get 12 games guaranteed to you, but then you also, if you qualify, get to go to the postseason, which adds on to those games played. It's going to be easier this year for G League teams to sign NBA veterans, and those are considered guys with five years or more of NBA service time. Normally, it's really hard to get those guys on your G League team, but with this strange year, there's going to be an additional spot for that. Also, for the G League teams that opt out of the bubble, they can loan their players to like, for example, if the if the Mavericks opt out, then the players who would be going to the Texas Legends can be loaned to the Oklahoma City Blue in this bubble format. That way, their G Leaguers are still playing basketball and getting uh, into you know kind of NBA shape, if you will, kind of game shape, if you will. Uh, but the actual Texas Legends are not actually there. So that's an avenue to kind of see what you have with those project prospects. A good example of that is Yort7, who Oklahoma City has the G League rights to if he does want to go into the bubble, and he does want to play for the Oklahoma City Blue. So guys like that can be loaned out to the teams who have opted in if your specific team has opted out. And again, easier to see the NBA veterans. It's going to be very important to watch Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga, and that's the most important part, right? It's good for the Blue to get to play just as a team, but most importantly for the future of this organization, the future of Oklahoma City, you're going to be more focused on that G League Ignite team because there's players in there that are going to range from the top 10 of the draft into the middle to late first round or even early second round. There are players in there who are just ready to be the next face of your franchise, like a Jalen Green, but there's also guys who need a lot more time and a lot more patience from a team. And that's why for them, it was best to go to the G League bubble and the G League Ignite team because you're going to get actual NBA coaching from Coach Shaw and you're going to get to play against NBA veterans and learn more than if you just go to college and are forced to play uh, Bill Self's offense and you've got to you know try to win games for Kansas and not really prepare you totally for the NBA. This is only focused, this program is only focused on getting a player ready to play at the next level. It's not about win, winning games. It's not about anything else or learning new offenses or learning new concepts that you won't be able to apply to the NBA game. This is all about getting you prepared for the NBA. Whereas most college offenses, the, the schematics of them, the, the scheme and the, and the play style and everything, none of that translates to the NBA. You don't see a lot of teams at the college level playing an NBA style offense. With the G League, it's only going to be about the NBA, prepare, you know, about the NBA and preparing you to get to the NBA. So that's why these players go there. So with the Ignite team, you're going to see the Jalen Greens and the Jonathan Kamingas. You're also going to see guys who the Oklahoma City could take with the Rockets pick in the middle of the first round, or if the uh, Warriors pick conveys like a 19th overall pick, which right now it does not seem likely. But hey, there's still time for them to turn it around. If that does happen, uh, then you're seeing guys you have the option to take later on. And even with Jalen Green. I don't think that many people expect him to go number one overall. So if you miss out on that top pick just due to the lottery and just due to the way that the ping pong balls bounce and you get like pick four or pick three, Jalen Green, that's right in his range. So you're going to want to watch him closely. 
And we'll talk more about these guys as the bubble gets closer, but it's important to note just, just the first thing right at the top of this whole G League experience. These guys are not going up against a Missouri Valley Conference team. They're not going up against uh, UT Permian Basin, right? These guys, whenever they do play, are going to be going up against NBA veterans and guys who have been there and guys who are grown men and have experienced basketball at the highest level. So they're not going to have the flashy numbers. They're not going to have uh, the highlight plays you wouldn't expect, but if they do, that's even more you know, beneficial. Do not grade Jalen Green whenever you see him on February 8th. Do not grade him on the same level you're grading Kate Cunningham or Jalen Suggs because the level of competition that they're facing is totally different. So that's going to be something interesting to follow along with the bubble and getting to see them in a game environment and trying to everyone, everyone's learning together. How do you approach evaluating this talent in the bubble? Because you cannot grade green the same way you can Cunningham. They're just playing two totally different games. But again, for the Oklahoma city blue, you're going to see most likely Jalen Horde, uh, you are at seven, Jason Randall, all these guys from training camp that Oklahoma City cut, you're probably going to see them with the blue, with the exception of like TJ Leaf, who, you know, he's too old, you know, his rights don't automatically go to Oklahoma City, or Admiral Schofield, his rights do not automatically go to Oklahoma City, so they have to work out a separate deal to get those guys involved, but Jalen Horde and you're at seven and, and Jason Randall, those guys were all cut for this specific purpose of getting them to the G League, so I'd expect them all to actually play in the G League. Now, how are you going to watch these games? This part is unclear as well, but ESPN Plus had recently signed an agreement to be the streaming partner of the G League as recently as last year before all this madness happened. So I'd expect that these games are going to be all put on ESPN Plus, the $5 a month subscription base for ESPN. And you might even see some national TV games whenever the Ignite team is playing. Maybe, who knows? But that's exciting stuff for Oklahoma City because those are some interesting names to watch for in the upcoming NBA draft. But the Thunder do have a game today. In fact, it's their home opener. Tip-off at 7 p.m. on Fox Sports Oklahoma. It is the front end of a back-to-back. You're going to play the Magic on Tuesday. Everyone is available at this time as I'm recording this. But again, check back on Twitter uh, for the pregame availability with Mark Dagnott. He'll update us again about 90 minutes before tip-off. The projected starters, SGA, Hill, Dort, Paisley, Horford for Oklahoma City. For Utah, it's Conley, Mitchell, Bogdanovich, Royce O'Neal, Rudy Gobert. Now, what should you be watching for in this game? What are the keys to this game, and what is my bet of the game? That is all coming up, but first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the absolute best place to get all your betting needs satisfied. It's the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use our promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. It's an amazing football weekend this weekend. The NFL regular season is just wrapping up and the postseason picture is getting clearer and clearer by the day. Also, some fantastic college football games this week. Oklahoma State plays this week, I believe. So go check them out on BetOnline.ag. Oklahoma plays this week as well. So bet on college football, bet on the NFL games, bet on the NBA games all throughout the week and all throughout the rest of the year on betonline.ag. I'm going to tell you how you should bet in this Oklahoma City, Utah Jazz game on the end of this podcast. But to do that, head on over to betonline.ag and use our promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Do not forget to use our promo code locked on to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. It's your online sport book experts.
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. I want to tell you right now about our friends over at Locked On Bets. Betting on the NBA does not have to be a guessing game if you want to listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make your smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcast from as they're brought to you by betonline.ag fantastic podcast. You can make money every single day. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe to Locked on Bets and listen to them as soon as this podcast is over. Now, I want to tell you what to watch for in this Oklahoma City Thunder versus Utah Jazz game, the Thunder's second game of the season. You should be paying attention to Darius Baisley. And I'll tell you why. I found very interesting his move in this first opener against the Hornets was to throw a little pump fake out there and then step inside the three-point line, have a wide-open jumper. And I'm interested in if that's just the NBA respecting his three-point shot or if that's the Hornets just over-pursuing him and just playing bad defense and just flying past him. I want to see what the Jazz do and how the Jazz defend Darius Baisley. Because I have a lot of respect for that Jazz play defense. And if they're still respecting Baisley's shot to the point of over-pursuing him at the three-point line, then that's that's really a good thing for Oklahoma City. Because, again, as you saw against the Hornets, it puts him in good position to knock down those elbow jumpers, to knock down those mid-range jumpers. And he's very efficient at knocking down jump shots. But here's a guy in Darius Baisley that put on a clinic from beyond the arc in the bubble. And has that caught on around the NBA to where teams are truly going to respect the heck out of his jump shot and respect the heck out of his three-point shooting to give him an ability to use that move more often, the pump fake and drive? Or will Utah just be simply better than, than Charlotte and they will not over-pursue, they'll stay in front, and then Baisley has to work even harder to get an open look? And I want to see how Darius Baisley goes about being defended likely by Royce O'Neal, who is the best defender on the Jazz. Uh, maybe they put him on SGA, uh, but I'm not sure if they'd want Conley then on Baisley. Who knows? But I think that you're safe to say, in some sequences, you're going to see Royce O'Neal take on Darius Baisley, one of the best defenders in the NBA. How does Baisley combat that? Baisley has been so aggressive this year. Can he still be aggressive? Can he still drive in? Can he still finish at the rim whenever it's Rudy Gobert waiting for him? It is easier to score on Bismack Biombo than it is to score on Rudy Gobert. And so I want to see his level of aggressiveness and also his ability to finish at the rim whenever Rudy Gobert is down there, one of the best defenders in the NBA. And also I want to see how just forceful Baisley and Dort will be. These are two great cutters. Uh, Baisley's great on the dribble drive, so is Dort. 
They have been aggressive all throughout preseason, all throughout regular season, the one game. Can you keep that up against Rudy Gobert? Because with Anthony Edwards on that Utah Jazz game against the Timberwolves on Saturday, Anthony Edwards was very physical and, and drove hard at the rim, and he was very successful in doing so. But you have to at least attempt to drive in on Rudy Gobert, and that can open so much more for you. But if Rudy Gobert is just locking down this paint, that presents another wrinkle for Oklahoma City. Because if Rudy Gobert takes away the dribble drive and takes away the scoop layups from Shea, and if the Utah Jazz feel comfortable passing off Shea to Rudy Gobert as Shea is driving, then that could take away the drive and kick that, that Shea has just been so proficient at so far this season, if you include preseason. And you saw that the pick and pops did not work as well against the Charlotte Hornets as it did against the Chicago Bulls in the preseason. So can they get that going as well with Al Horford? And I want to see Al Horford just get more touches. And it doesn't have to be shots. You don't need more than five shots if you don't have the looks. But I want to see the offense kind of run through him a little bit more. I think that that was something that they can really exploit and they didn't against Charlotte. And about the veterans, you can also watch for their minutes because this is a tough week coming up for Oklahoma City. This is going to be your first back-to-back. Of course, this Utah game is the front end of the back-to-back, so you likely will have both Horford and Hill in this game. Will you have both of them against the Magic on Tuesday? Who knows? But this is a week in which you're playing on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. That's a tough stretch for uh, those two veterans, Al Horford, George Hill. Mark Dagnott talked to us today in the practice media availability about that very fact of there is a lot of minutes to go around and that you don't want to rush anything and you don't want to squeeze all the minutes out of these veterans at this point in the season. It's a long season. You need to extrapolate those minutes. How do you manage Al Horford and George Hill on this stretch of games on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday? Because we've seen that bench unit is not very good. So the temptation there to put back in Al Horford and George Hill when things are going awry, or do you stick to your rotation? What does the rotation even look like for Mark Dignan? And again, will Al Horford and George Hill play in both games? Will they rest opposite of each other? For example, would, would George Hill sit out Monday and Horford sits out Tuesday? That we always have one of them on the floor with these young guys, one of them available with these young guys. Will they both sit Tuesday? Who knows? So following that storyline will be very interesting to me. I also want to see the young guys, Teo Maldon and Alexei Pukashevsky. Teo Maldon, for the first time in his career, really, in the, in the season opener, looked a bit rushed. He looked like he wanted to do too much, and he wanted to, to, to prove something. He wanted to just simply do too much, and you could tell the game sped up on him a little bit, which is not something you were able to say in his preseason games. But as the defenses get more physical, they get more intensity with them. You heard it from Mark Dagnott that these two guys have never seen the looks that Charlotte gave them on Saturday. And that's acceptable. And that is excusable that these two guys did not look the exact same as they did against the lackadaisical defenses in the preseason. But I want to see them after you've taken that first punch, right? After you've taken and seen that first NBA action. How do you respond from there? What is it like in game two, game three, game four, game five? Castillo Maldon had some flashes in this game. He also, again, had those flashes of he's just going to do too much. And I want to see him settle down a little bit. Then for Pukashevsky, can he get his first NBA bucket? You're going to want to be around for that, of course, and watch for that in this game. But even though he went 0 for 6 in his debut, Mark Dagnott is still confident in him. Uh, I still like the approach he had. Just the shots just didn't fall. I mean, 
honestly, if you think back to that game against the Hornets, Pukashevsky goes 0 for 6. He could have easily gone, you know, 3 for 6. He could have easily gone 4 for 6. The shots just didn't fall. He was not taking terrible looks. He was not taking terrible shots. Sometimes it's just not your night. And Utah ran into the same problem. Against Portland, they were getting fantastic looks, and every shot it felt like was going to go down in their season opener. Their second game of the year against the Minnesota Timberwolves, they still got those brilliant looks. The shots just didn't fall. And some nights it's going to happen. So for Pukashevsky, what kind of night will he have shooting the basketball on Monday night? Because it seems like shooting the ball will be his best avenue to scoring. Even though we've seen him put the ball on the deck in the preseason, it seems like in the sped-up version of the NBA, the spot-up shooting and coming off screens and even taking a side dribble step, those type of things will be his best route to go when he wants to score the basketball. So how does that shooting progress throughout the year? And, and how can he display his skill set? And what is his skill set right now? Uh, we hear all the time about how he is a seven-foot guard. I'm excited to see him play more minutes. I mean, that's all he really needs right now is more experience. And with more experience, you get more opportunity to display your skill set. Uh, but for now, He's kind of in that spot-up shooter role. We've seen him do a few nice moves with the ball in his hands, and we'll see if he gets more opportunities like that uh, coming forward in this first you know, first home opener and second game of the year. Uh, but it seems like most of his opportunity with the ball in his hand will come from him getting rebounds. So he's really got to mix it up down low. And he did a pretty impressive job in the preseason of getting rebounds, especially for his frame. Uh, but I want to see him continue that throughout the regular season. But with Taylor Maldon, I have total faith that he will look totally different against Utah. He'll look poised and under control. You just got to get that first one out of the way, right? You just have to get that first anything out of the way. Think about any time you start anything new. You start a new podcast. You start a new job at work. You, you start anything new. You just want to get that first day totally out of the way. The rest will be smooth sailing. Because now you know what to expect. Now Taylor Maldon knows, okay, whenever it's the regular season, things move differently. And I've seen that and I can move on and we can grow from there. But the young guys will, of course, be the most important part in all of this in this entire season. But one of the most interesting storylines is still to come as we discuss what to watch for in the Thunder's second game of the year. But I do want to tell you, my good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Get 20% off your next order. Built Bars have six brand new flavors. Camo Brownie, Cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon on cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple lemon crisp. Built Bars are soft and easy to chew with 100% real chocolate on the outside. They are phenomenal for the health-conscious person to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. The Built Bars are phenomenal for pre-workout, post-workout, and even as a meal replacement because I find them just that filling. Uh, but you can also use them as just a simple snack to go grab and get right back to work. As we're working from home, it's easy to just get up and grab a Built Bar instead of having to prepare yourself something before heading back to work. So check them out, BuiltBar.com, and use promo code LOCKEDON. You're going to get 20% off your next order. Promo code LOCKEDON, 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. 
your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Do not forget, this is the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. So we're going to be back tomorrow to recap the Jazz game. But right now, I want to continue our What to Watch For discussion about Game 2. Another thing you can watch for is how many rebounds does Hamadou Diallo get from his own misses? How many times does Diallo follow his own shot, get his own rebound, and put it right back up? That is going to be the 2020 2021 Thunder drinking game. So every time you see Hamadou Diallo follow his own miss and get his own rebound, I want you to tweet at me at Rylan underscore Styles because we're going to be seeing that a ton this year. We saw it a ton against Charlotte. How does it stack up in the second game against the Utah Jazz? Now, another thing about stacking up is this is this team's first chance to go up against a legitimate playoff team, right? And I think that Utah will be a top four seed. I mean, they're pretty good, and especially if you watch them in their season opener against Portland. This Thunder team, the bench unit, is god-awful. And while it was able to keep you close enough against the Hornets and just keep you, you know, keep your foot in the door against Charlotte and then your starters came and busted it in, against Utah, this bench unit should get blown out. Against Utah, the second unit for Oklahoma City should be blown out so bad that it's just absolutely impossible for the starters to come back and salvage this game. That's what should happen on paper. But we have not gotten to see it yet. And so getting to go up against a actual top seed and a legitimate Western Conference playoff team will be big for Oklahoma City. Remember, this is a team that everyone has opinions about, but nobody knows exactly what to expect. You have people like Dave DeFore saying that this team could be a play-in team if they kept the entire group together all year long. But you have people like Ryan Rosillo who look at this team on paper right now and say it's a god-awful basketball team and one of the worst in the NBA. So we still have a wide variance there to figure out what this team is. And this would be a measuring stick game going up against the Utah Jazz. But of course, the first week of the year, the first month of the year, you're going to see wacky results. Right now, the Charlotte Hornets are beating the Brooklyn Nets, and it looks like they're going to hold on to win. The Knicks were beating the Bucks whenever I started recording this podcast. The Cavs are going to go 3-0 with a win over the Sixers. The Kings beat Denver and then beat the Suns. Two playoff teams. You're going to see weird results. So, of course, take everything with a grain of salt right now, but it'd still be good to see what happens against Utah tonight. The first key of the game will be to get out and transition and run. That's what Minnesota did. They found great success in doing so. The second key will be to trust your defenders. The Thunder have a really good defender in Darius Baisley, a great defender in Lou Dort. When the Jazz want to run that pick and roll, you can only defend that with two players. You should not bring anyone else because they have too many deadly shooters to do so. So being able to defend and switch and be versatile has been something that Mark Dagnon has preached this entire training camp. To do that against Utah, you'll find a lot of success. And then number three, interior scoring. I want to see Baisley, Dort, Shea. They all make a living going at the rim. They all have their first option of scoring at the rim. And now they're going to go up against 
one of the best rim protectors in the NBA in Rudy Gobert. So how do they respond? And this is a new role for all of them, especially Shea and Baisley as the go-to guys offensively. I want to see how they react to that challenge of facing Rudy Gobert. That's your three keys of the game. The bet of the game from our good friends over at betonline.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Get a 50% welcome bonus whenever you first sign up for betonline.ag. The bet of the game will be Utah minus six. I am 1-0 on the season, looking to go 2-0. The Thunder Moneyball of the game, I'm going to take Shea. If you are new here, the Moneyball is who leads the Thunder in three-point makes in a single game. I've got Shea in this game. I'm 0-1 on the Moneyball prediction. I had Baisley in game one. It was obviously George Hill. So I've got Shea tonight against the Utah Jazz. Let me know on Twitter your bet of the game and your Moneyball pick of the game at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. This is Locked on Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll be back tomorrow to recap this Jazz game and preview the Orlando Magic game as it is a back-to-back for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And we'll stay with you all throughout the week, including at the end of the week, having Steven Adams return to Oklahoma City on New Year's Eve. Follow the show on Twitter at LLThunderPod. Email the show, LLThunderPod at gmail.com. And follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Be sure to check out Locked on Bets and Locked on NBA. It's a fun weekend of NBA action. Check them out and recap the weekend. Locked on NBA wherever you get your podcast from. A daily national show about the NBA. Subscribe to Locked on Thunder wherever you get your podcast from. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.